Hello and welcome to another episode of Drive-In Double Feature. I'm Nathan. I'm Ryan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week, every Tuesday and Thursday. Some of the most trashiest and fun B-movies. And this week we're talking about 1980s The Apple. It's the return of Canon Films, actually directed by one of the heads of Canon Films, Menachem Golem. Yeah, this is his like little baby. It's a musical about the music industry set in the far off future of 1994 scary things happening that year i'm glad i wasn't alive for it um oh i was <laughs> oh i'm sorry that must have been a hard yeah, it was, time it was uh it was hell it was when i was six years old during that time it was it was bad yeah but the the, the reason i picked this this is our first musical right um so you know what easy question this one's a softball i'm giving to you okay you got any favorite musicals? You got any favorite uh, musicals? It, no, I'm not even joking. It was a real softball. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was like expecting like, what's your favorite fruit? What type of, what's your favorite type <laughs> of apple? Well, my favorite I really, fruit. I really like Granny, <laughs> Granny Smith apples. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not a Granny Smith apple in this movie. Cause that's the better version. Better than the gala. I'll be honest with you. It's a hot take right there. Is it? Is it? <laughs> Granny Smith's rock. <laughs> oh but okay musicals uh uh chicago is one of my favorite movies of all time i that's That's right you talked about the academy awards for that right yeah Mm -hmm. um i got so invested for the movie chicago because when i saw it i loved it and that's how it got me interested in the academy awards because it was nominated for a bunch of academy awards so and that's how i started my trend of following the Academy Awards. I've since fallen off that tram because I don't care as much about them, but that's what, that's kind of like me dipping my toes in the water for more uh, serious movies. Nice. That's awesome. Now, I mean, I, I grew up with uh, musicals cause my, my mother is really into musical movies. Uh, I remember um, the sound of music. Um, she used to watch that a lot. Um, what else oh the wizard of oz is one of her all-time favorite movies so i've seen a lot of wizard of oz uh, right which is a classic musical that's like got some great music um la la land was a really good recent one i know that one's controversial a little but you know it's a, it's a great movie to me right and i mean i love greece that's a really good one mm-hmm. uh another recent one that i liked i liked in the heights it's a pretty good bit that, i that didn't get to pretty, see that that was a pretty decent one yeah did you see A Star is Born? I really liked A Star is Born. Um, I did not see A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. But this one right here, the apple, do you think it deserves to be amongst Chicago? <laughs> Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Sound of Music. Does it go in the ranks? Um, it deserves to be on some list. Definitely not that definitely not that list or uh-huh. de- i guess it depends on how deep the rankings go i mean i mean yeah. how deep are that, we talking that's here? true uh, i don't know Pre- I, they would have to be pretty deep um i i don't know how you felt about the apple um but i'll give it now i thought it was really fun 
but it wasn't a good movie. You get what I'm saying? I totally yes. understand what you're saying. It, yeah, I agree. It was a, it was a, it was fun to watch, but my God, this is. I mean, in terms of just like quality, it is it is very bad. Yeah, I have not heard, like right off the get go. It starts with a song, and it. It's one of the worst songs I've ever heard in a movie. It's just so poorly written. The guy singing it is like yelling. <laughs> That's his singing. It's rough, man. When uh, when they started the singing and the name of the song was called Do the Bim, I would just remember <laughs> going, oh, no. Uh, yeah, Do the Bim. And that song comes up again later in the movie. Hey, hey, Bim. And it's supposed to be a hit, right? Because all it is is the musical industry, this huge uh, music corporation, BIM. Um, I forget what the name is, but the B is Boogaloo. because Bo- Yeah, Boogaloo Industry Music. Yeah, because Canon Films love the word Boogaloo for some reason. What uh, is the deal with that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll dig a little more into that when we get into the kicking movies. Breaking. Uh, huh? It breaking, breaking, breaking. Why did I think kicking? Good lord! You were uh, thinking of that uh, Jamie Kennedy movie, kicking it old school. That's oh, what you were thinking, flipping them around, both classics <laughs> in their own right. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's interesting because they like monitor the audiences. Like it's almost like a dystopian future where people are forced to listen to music, and they like track their feelings and make sure that their mood is up while listening to songs. Um, if this sounds think, goofy to you, it is. <laughs> do you think uh, American Idol stole that idea from this movie? Funny, funny connection. Okay, um, the guy who did the choreography for this would do the choreography for American Idol, and uh, so you think you can dance? Uh, so they actually have a connection. <laughs> so yes, I think so. <laughs> He, uh, the guy working on that, he's like, I've got this great idea. It's from this movie I worked on. <laughs> yeah, but he never said the title because if they found out what movie it was, they, he would be promptly fired. Uh, well, I will say the dancing in this movie, it's fine. The dancing, I actually have no problems with. It wasn't anything it's, too awful. I was about to say, it's, it's fine, but it's nothing spectacular either. Yeah. My biggest gripe is just how awful the songs are because like the next song because it's like american idol the next one comes up and it's a love song like the most boring love song i've ever so bland so terrible and people cry in the audience uh really funny moment actually is when the girlfriend's crying and she's like it's so beautiful (laughs) it was funny because all the guys in the audience were like, the song sucks. And, and all the women are like, shut up. The song is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I guess the BIM leader, he, 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 he takes a liking to them and tries to get him a contract. And, and then it becomes like a Adam and Eve kind of story is what it's going for. Yeah. The, the male lead is, uh, well, for, uh, they go to like this industry party at, mr boogaloo's house and right away they drug this guy's girlfriend and start making out and like like harass assaulting her like just making out with her like drug out body take complete advantage of her 
and he gets pissed and they're all like making fun of him for it and it's like insane uh and but what's even more insane is that they do leave and then they end up going back like he doesn't have like i mean of course he doesn't like them but they end up just going back to it after she's like taken advantage of and ever drugged and she's like she gets sold on the idea of this uh, of bim yeah and Um, they all have these little stupid triangles too that they all have to wear on their face yeah what were they called bim something bim marks I bim think, marks yeah no that was it um and they're wearing them on their face and it actually becomes illegal not to wear a bim mark uh for whatever reason in this this horrible horrible world makes zero um, sense one thing i do really love about this movie is the bim head the ceo played by vladek scheibel who is a uh he's a polish actor love him he is so over the top um his song that he has bad song it's been stuck in my head no lie Dude. i watched it this morning <laughs> he comes in it's awesome he comes in on camera and he's holding he's like like a monkey on a string that line has been stuck in my head oh okay we're thinking of two different songs that oh we are song. oh uh, which one the- I know what it takes to be a monster. Yeah, yeah. no. You know what? He, it's master, master. I know. Oh, I know he's saying, yeah. Because I read the subtitles, but that's how he says it. He says monster. monster. But, yeah, but that song, like, I don't know if you noticed this, but the two black actors in that scene also they have a chorus and they go, "He knows what it takes to be a master." Yeah, which is horrible. I don't know if that was intended, but that's just horrible. But we're really digging into this. This song, that song, is stuck in my head. I've been, I was just doing ooh, uh, just over and over again. (laughs) Yeah, there's something about it. Um, like I said, it's technically a bad movie, but I had so much fun with it. It really because it went very similar to last episode with the dystopian '80s look. Well, more more closer to '70s, I would say. Um, 70s hair 70 clothes but like really to the extreme it basically just looks like everybody just walked out of a disco club mm-hmm. and during the 90s just imagine people in the 90s like going to a disco club that's what it looks like <laughs> yeah um it, it's something so beautiful about it and like there's like really weird sequences like whenever um our main our main woman in this she gets like sucked into the cult of bim and it's like hell like a whole musical number in hell and it's like them offering her the apple it's like they really hit you over the head with the adam and eve stuff yeah i was like "Hmm, what is this referring to apple and naked people i I just don't know (laughs) that was me Uh, watching mother (laughs) (laughs) but there's a uh, and especially in that sequence there's a lot of uh a lot of asses in that scene Oh yeah, there's a lot of asses, and this movie was PG, so um, <laughs> which is surprising to me. Um, yeah, a lot of asses, and especially, I know, I don't know, we're moving a little fast here, but later in the movie, there is a uh, song about coming. Uh, I'm coming for you. I want your love inside of me. Classic lines um, <laughs> with choreography that is uh filthy let's just say that um as filthy it's, as you could be for a pg movie it is so gross <laughs> just like imagine 
just imagine like uh just a, a rows of people like doing this weird sexual dance where they're just grinding their pelvises into each other yeah on like these beds and they're like twirling and stuff and while our you know the the woman saying i'm coming coming for you it's so it's so bad man it's bad and the it because they do it to the uh, main character and just one of the uh one of the women that works for Mr. Boogaloo uh, just just takes him to the bedroom and just has sex with him for we don't for whatever reason just mm-hmm. do we don't ever learn why or what what the purpose of that was but we just had to have an impromptu sexual musical number of course of course that's how you get the audience to keep them watching um, uh, another song that's really bad in this is is Speed, which is the big hit song that the main character gets to sing after she signs the contract. That is, in my opinion, the worst song on this entire soundtrack. It's, it's awful. It's just awful because the main chorus is just Speed. She just says Speed over and over again. Oh, oh yeah. Speed! <laughs> yeah. And like there's motorcycles that don't even look real that they're like dancing on. It's horrible i can't even like put it into words unfortunately i can't like i probably for copyright reasons i'm not going to add a lot of songs into this um but i would recommend listening to the soundtrack just to like get an idea of what these songs are like i would i would you don't need to see the plot of the movie you really do not honestly just just go watch some of the musical numbers Mm -hmm. um there's another one too they have a song called alfie that it's about the main character which i was really which was really funny to me because mm-hmm. i'm like are they just trying to make a song like that one Dion warwick song of alfie i just i kept oh, thinking of that i kept yeah. thinking of that when they were doing they're like alfie <laughs> probably um honestly i i could see it um uh one funny scene that that, that actually made me chuckle was uh when the main character, the main guy was at the uh, record office uh, and he, there's all these crazy characters like waiting to see Mr. Boogaloo and there's like a wizard, there's a clown. And then he, he runs, he runs into somebody else and they are asking him a question. He, he talks to this guy and the guy, he says to the guy, what are you a clown or something? Even though there's, there's like a literal clown like <laughs> like right behind him would have been a great great i would have laughed my ass off if it was a quick cut to the crown like crying or something uh but no he just says that but, but yeah i was like they just made him say that that, that just doesn't like another just to make like a goofy joke or whatever uh, you know? yeah um, um another another funny scene that i thought was so you did say the song uh, do the bim comes up uh-huh. And one of the plot points is everybody at four o'clock has to do a mandatory <laughs> fitness hour yeah. where they play do the BIM and everybody has to stop what they're doing. Like even if they're at a restaurant or in the mm-hmm. middle of work, they have to stop what they're doing and do a dance. And there's one scene where it's this group of firemen putting out a building and they have to start dancing and this building is still just being engulfed in flames yeah. <laughs> and they, they're, they're just dancing in front of it. Love that scene. It made me laugh. And that's the th- weird thing about this movie. Was that scene supposed to be funny or is it supposed to be like, Oh no, they have to stop the fire. Cause this movie feels like it's taking itself pretty seriously for what it is. I don't know. 
I hope it wasn't trying to be serious because <laughs> I, it, I, I mean, if it was a joke, then I'm like, Hey, that was, that was pretty good. But if mm-hmm. it wasn't, I was like, Oh no, I hope that. <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie um, has also one of like the most bizarre endings I've ever witnessed. And I, I, I'm going to spoil this and I think that's okay. Go um, right ahead. Yeah, well, I guess getting in, there's like homeless people that live off the grid, right? Um, and, hippies, basically. Yeah, they're hippies. And they, you know, Alfie becomes a part of it and they eventually get, he, they get his girlfriend back and they all become hippies. And then it takes place like, how long did they say? Like years later, right? Years later, they've they've had a baby together since then. <laughs> yeah, and he Alfie's grown a beard. Uh, to the, I didn't recognize him actually. I was like, who is? Oh, he grew a beard. <laughs> what? Um, and there's this weird thing where he's like, the, the cops are there. They're about to arrest them, and Alfie because she owes money, and Alfie's like, I know he's coming. I know he's gonna come here. And then, of course, his girlfriend's like, who, who? God shows up. Like, God shows up. And, like, it, it's what a weird way to, like, usher in the end of your movie. He sends everyone to a new planet to repopulate. It is, it is a really bizarre ending. So yeah. much so. So while I was watching this, I was watching it close-ish towards when I normally go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And... I was awake throughout most of it, but then like that last like five minutes, I started getting kind of sleepy and mm-hmm. I was just kind of like nodding off at a certain point. So I would like nod off for like a second. I'd open up my eyes and just like all this crazy shit would be on the screen. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what, what did I miss? <laughs> so well, I eventually yeah. went back and rewatched it. But yeah, at the time I was just, it was so weird. Yeah. And it really is. He like, there's a really funny cut gag where like they're holding up, like I, I have a, oh God, I forget what the document is. Um, They have some kind of court document and he just snaps it away. And uh, yeah. And then there's like, like I could see that if I woke up and I saw the scene where like, like where people are green screened walking into the sky, like an escalator, I would be like (laughs) freaked out. (laughs) Like what am I watching? That's what it was like. I had to, rewind it just to see what i missed uh-huh that that that's pretty much this movie summed up it's a bunch of weird stuff and i really think it's canon uh trying to ride uh maybe the rocky horror picture show trend right so yeah so mm-hmm. i re- so we've referenced this documentary when we talked about um king solomon's minds but yeah there's all they also did a segment for the apple and they kind of give you uh, the biography of the director of the movie. And to his credit, he was kind of like the father of Israeli cinema. He did a lot yeah. for Israeli cinema. So, and he was just kind of bringing that mentality over to America. And, you know, he did do a lot of good things, but this was kind of like his big, uh, big welcoming party into American cinema. And Catherine uh, Mary Stewart, uh, was in the, was cast in the lead role, and she said she didn't understand uh, about the song called "I'm Coming," and she thought it was she she thought it was somebody like, oh yeah, like come here to me, like come come over here, mm-hmm. and not what it literally meant. Um, but they said she said that it was supposed to be like the movie Tommy, or it was like a rock opera type of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. 
And uh, the director at one point said he was better than Ken Russell. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dang, that, that's a big statement. Ken Russell's one of the greats. Right. Yeah. And, but that just shows you the ego of, of, of these yeah. people that are, that are working on the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that documentary had a really good anecdote about uh, they gave out free, free soundtracks to people in the theater and people threw them at the screen in the middle of the showing and booed the movie. It's yeah, yeah that, that's what they said. It got the disc got embedded into the screen, <laughs> and apparently the director was just so devastated that people didn't love this movie that apparently he contemplated suicide and he had to be talked out of killing himself, which is sad. That's but so sad. The, but at the same time i'm like how how could you not know like come on yeah like you really uh-huh. think you're making like a like it 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 really it's not a work of art you know what i mean like you know it's not something like beautiful um i feel like you make something like this you got to know it's a b movie like this is like if you're about to kill yourself over this then you like wow you really made a b movie uh unironically or without knowing right yeah well yeah. I just, like I said, it just goes back to his ego. He just couldn't believe that anybody would not like what he did. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It, it is an ego thing. That's unfortunately in the film business, you have to, you have to have some kind of thick skin because not everybody's going to like your work. Every, there's no movie with somebody that doesn't hate it. So, yeah. but I can, I can tell you, we will, we will be revisiting Canon very soon. Oh yeah, can Canon's on my list. Uh we have a sequel that I really want to do sometime that's Canon. So yeah. Now, just like New World Pictures, Canon's going to be popping back up, right? Absolutely. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, no that about wraps it up for the Apple. Uh but Ryan, I'm really excited. What are we talking about next time? Well, Nathan, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, we're going to be talking about everybody's favorite shark movie. I think you know which shark movie I'm going to say. And that is the movie Shark. Exactly. Starring (laughs) Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. My favorite Burt Reynolds movie, Shark. Um, We'll have a lot of, I think, some really cool, fun information for that one. Movie is available on Tubi. Is 100% free and check it out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed uh, the Apple back in the day, have any memories with it, um, please email us at drive and double featured podcast at gmail.com. We always love getting emails. We've actually gotten a few. We're working on some uh, future episodes. So I'm super excited for that. Yeah, please talk about the movie, the Apple, and send it from your Apple device. Yes, yes. Make uh, there's no Steve Jobs in the Apple, but he you'll make him proud in in death uh, by doing it on Apple device. Please, the sequel to the Apple was called Mac. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Well, see you next time. See you next time. Like a puppet on the string, like a monkey on the swing. Man is clinging to the ropes of the fantasies and hopes we are dangling. Mr. Boogaloo. He's so eager to believe and so easily deceived. 
Like a baby watching magic is so gullible, it's tragic in the words of naive. 